And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 4, Episode 15, Death Takes a Holiday. I'm Chris Barrows. And my name's Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best Supernatural podcast on the air. This is the show where Chris and I rewatch every episode of Supernatural. We break down the plot, topics, and themes, and we cover details that you might have missed. Today, Chris, we are returning to a monster that uh, is very powerful, or at least I thought until this episode, Chris. What I'm talking about, of course, is Reapers. And this episode, man, let me tell you, when the when it started and I saw you know, what was going down, I, I instantly remembered it. It brought me back to when I saw it the first time. I thought it was so cool that Sam and Dean could kill themselves uh, in a very controlled manner and then come back to life. Like, to me, that was one of the coolest things that they've done on the show up, up until this point. And I got to tell you, man, like, whatever score this one is, you're about to tell us in a second, it's not high enough. For me, this is like a nine. There's so much going on in this episode. It should be a nine or higher. I have a feeling it's not. You're going to tell us now. But I don't know. Do you remember this one? When, when you started to watch it, was it like, oh, this episode? Hell yeah. Yeah, I actually remember the the little little boy who was a ghost in this one. I rem- mm-hmm. I vividly remember. I was like, oh, man. Because there, there's some tough things to take in in this one. But I, I mean, the concept of the near-death experience being something they could do. There's a death in this episode that's really hard to take in. I will get into that a little bit, but yeah. And you're right. The IMDb rating, 8.6. It's a nine to me. I agree. I, I think this is just solid. Steve Boyum did this one March 12th, 2009. So this kicked off the second half of the season. And yeah, we got Sam and Dean going to a small town where people are having near-death experiences at an alarming frequency. Essentially, um, there people just aren't really dying in this town. And it's weird like what the hell is going on here why aren't the reapers working what's what the heck is off here and we're in wyoming in this one yeah we're in wyoming and bobby actually is the person to tip the boys off about uh this case chris or so we think right so we think we're rewatching this i think we can kind of just get to that already we think that bobby is sending these boys on a mission and throughout the episode they mention a few times you know it'd be nice if the freaking angels are around to help us out right So far, Chris, we have seen the boys deal with demons, deal with monsters, and the angels haven't helped them at all. It's almost like they saved uh, Dean and they're just keeping him on ice for now, right? Like it it has felt that way for a little bit. But in this episode, you could say angels are acting in mysterious ways, right? Isn't that what they say about angels? So the fact that angels are pulling the strings on this one, Chris, it kind of starts, you know, uh, another plot line for me because yes, the war has already started. Yes, they, you know, have a little bit of insight. They've met Alistair, right? Lilith. Like, we know the players, Chris. But for the angels to actually start manipulating the boys to do things that they shouldn't be doing is going to become a very, very common plot point. The boys are going to, you know, free team will, uh, team free will, excuse me, right? Like, that is what they're heading towards. So the fact that we start to see the angels actually manipulate them to do things for them. It's really dark, man. The angels are supposed to be good, but now they're manipulating Sam and Dean to do things that they don't even know that they're being manipulated for. It's a, it's a turning point, I think, it's fair to say. Yeah, and, and there's a few things in this. You've got Reapers, you've got Alistair, you've got Pamela, you've got the return of, of my my favorite Reaper, quite frankly. Um, my favorite, I mean, I don't count death in that, quite frankly. He's the main Reaper, but he's death you know right uh, but uh, when it comes down to it i want to note 
Um, I made this this note about Alistair, and it's a friendly reminder, but I think it's really interesting and important when we talk about Alistair. Alistair has this incredible ability to localize humans and demons um, that are, are not under the protection of hex bags, so he can kind of find anybody, humans and demons. Like, he's got this incredible capability. He is essentially one of the highest power uh, of demon without quite being, you know, say, quote unquote, the true king, right? Like, mm -hmm. he's He's not. We we know that. Uh, and so he's ex incredibly strong and a really scary character when you think about all the things that he has done. Now, they're, they they head to Grable, Wyoming in this one, Dan. And there, there's a man with terminal cancer who's and another person has been shot in the heart. Both these people aren't dead. I mean, they visit the one guy. He's got a kid and, he, and he's saying, no, I got a note. They show up as bloggers in this one, which I love because I feel like they could pull this one off. All right. This mm -hmm. sound and their website is floredbythelord.com. I love it. And I I just cracked up when I heard that one. So I I made I wrote that one down immediately when I was watching it in my notebook. Uh, but that that kind of cracked me up. And uh, so I have to mention that one. But these people, they see, like, why aren't these people dying? What what's going on? What are and we've seen it before, you know, that people have some choice, but people ultimately get taken or they get left behind as ghosts. So this is really a weird scenario and they have to investigate into this. We eventually find out that Tessa is there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to the victims, Chris, and I thought it was a funny nod here because one of the victims, you know, they say, what do you think is going on? Why do you think you survived? I think it was the gunshot victim. And he said, you know, I think the Lord gave me a second chance. I think there are angels watching me. And of course, we don't believe that when we first see, you know, the beginning of that episode, but he's not wrong because it actually ends up being Castiel. It's a fun little nod there. You know, I thought was 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 a great to uh, to hear upon a rewatch anyway. Um, but yeah, eventually they, you know, they figure out that, well, this kid Cole, he's the last one to have died in this town. Nobody else is dying. Is it a Reaper? Could Reapers not be doing their job for one reason or the other? Right. And so they have to figure out how do we talk to this kid Cole? He's the last kid that died. Maybe he saw a Reaper. Maybe he saw, you know, something, whatever it is that took the Reaper or killed the Reaper. They're not quite sure, but they have to try to talk to him and they hold the seance in the graveyard. Right. And that's how we get Alistair. And like you said, Chris, he's very powerful. So of course he wipes Dean to the side, but he doesn't wipe Sam. And Alistair asks him a question. He says, Hey, you know, I, I got you last time. You must be, you know, working out, right, so to speak. And then Sam goes, oh, you have no idea. And Sam almost ganks him. Of course, Alistair escapes. But, you know, I'm glad you mentioned how powerful Alistair is because that means Sam is pretty damn powerful now, too. Like, he's been hiding. He's been lying to Dean. He's been, you know, doing whatever he's doing with Ruby on the side to become this powerful. He must be doing it often enough, Chris, to really be, like, something scary. Like, he, he's quite literally already juicing he's almost realized his full potential yeah and we talk about sam becoming a monster i mean that's kind of a threat of this season is, is sam going to become the monster that dean has to kill we've heard that before it's it's, yeah. it's a problem john has said you may have to kill your brother one day essentially so you know this is what are we building up to and and when you think about this in the season four and we know you know eventually season five but when you're watching this you don't expect the show to go 15 seasons so is ultimately the end game of this a very, uh, you know, very much a, a battle between the two. A and we know the plot point. Again, we talked about this last time. We know where the show is going. 
with what the role that these boys are supposed to play in a war. So it's fascinating kind of to follow along with this. Now, they end up to get to talk to Cole having to go be ghosts uh, or to be spirit. Now, they they essentially are go to have near-death experiences essentially to allow astral projection, which such a cool concept. Like, this yeah. was neat. So they bring in one of my favorite characters for the last time alive, and it hurts me to mm. say that. Because when you lose a friend in this show, it hurts. But you're starting to see the bodies pile up. And that that sucks. Pamela, the, you know, the psychic, we've said having a psychic friend is fantastic. It, it's very helpful to the boys. But she's such a good character. She's got some sass. she got some attitude. You wouldn't want to screw her. She was such a strong character. And this is her last episode. So... First, we want to just say, you know, rest in peace to Pamela. But Pamela does some pretty critical things. She's protecting the boys at this time. She's protecting because she's there's no one who can protect her with them underneath, you know, the this spell of sorts. When they go, they meet Cole. He's like surprised when you could talk to me and he's hanging around. And then ultimately that Tessa's there and essentially is substituted in for the local Reaper and Unfortunately, when all this moment, Alistair ends up capturing them. And it is so cool. I love this part. I get excited about this to talk about this part. That they get captured. They essentially capture them in a ring of like iron chains and all these they, all these things happen. He shoots them with rock salt. And it, and he's got this voice of like, doesn't feel that good, does it? You know, and I, and I don't know. It's like, it's so great to watch i don't know there's something about watching dean get shot with rocks i'll be like son of a bitch that hurts like yeah. it's just it's fantastic so this episode the reason we talk about being a nine i think for me as well is man to see them get a little bit of a taste of it really i don't know pretty neat experience and it reminds me takes me back to the episode where john dies where dean is given a choice and to bring Tessa, it's just, I think, a beautiful story when you talk about this concept of Cole, you know, hopefully trying to get him to move on. And so, I don't know, really well-constructed episode. Um, and and that middle part kind of nails it for me. Yeah, you know, getting from meeting Cole to, you know, um, Alistair capturing them and eventually having Pamela die, right? Those are, the, I think, the more important plot points, Chris, as you just said. But yeah, that middle piece where the boys become ghosts. Like, I thought the design, Chris, if we could talk about that for a second, the world looks very muted. It's got some kind of blue film overlay on top of it, right? It's a little bit darker. Like, it, it's really cool how they portrayed the ghost world. And then you have Cole, who is talking about his own mortality. Like, he says, I had a chance to leave. A Reaper wanted me to come with him, but I said, no, you know, and it's really sad, Chris, because you see the mother kind of grieving and feeling his presence, right? We talk about ghosts hanging around too long. Bobby will eventually do the same thing in a long time to come. But the idea that ghosts have this choice and that if you say no, you're kind of just stuck wherever you died. It's really like scary and confusing. And for a little kid, especially Chris. So I liked that Cole got to have a little bit of fun. He showed the boys like how to, do things as ghosts, how to interact with the physical world, right? That part was really cool. And actually it helps them to be Alistair later in the episode. But the themes we're dealing with this 
episode. They're they're very heavy. They're very dark. Um, I really enjoyed Tessa coming back. Of course, Dean doesn't remember her. Uh, you know, a kiss it brings back his memory. I love that little detail, Chris, and and it brings us all the way back to season two, episode one. Which it you know was Tessa's introduction. Like I love that they bring those those types of characters back because it's it means something to Dean. Like once he sees her, you see the emotion come back to him, right? And and yeah, I love the ending. I think it's very cool. It's very fun, Chris. It's also very heavy to end on Pamela's death, though, because it kind of reminds us as viewers that there's a war going on, and in war you're gonna lose your friends. And Pamela, a, a kind of a looser friend, Chris, kind of more of a friend of Bobby's that they've been bringing back in anytime they need her help, but still a friend and an ally nonetheless. So to yeah. lose a friend this early into season four, the midseason like finale, it's it really is uh, shocking and it hurts. Like you said, we're big fans of her. So to see her go out like this, it, it kind of sucked. She falls into the category of a character. I just I wish I had more seasons of. You know, we have a yeah. in the first season, we have a phenomenal character who we, we don't get to see again. Uh, we, you know, we've got these psychics who just vastly underutilized throughout the course of a show. We mm -hmm. have some great, you know, police officer and, and law enforcement characters. But we also have like, we've talked about before. One of my favorite law enforcement characters is, you know, uh, you know, the FBI agent I'm talking about. I. I still wish he had like multiple seasons because yeah, imagine having a guy in the FBI. So there's just these potential. But when you don't know that the show's going to go more than, you know, if you knew and you could say, yeah, the show's going to go 15 seasons, then maybe those folks are still around. Maybe Pamela's yeah. still around. Maybe you don't take her out. But she has some great lines here, and I just want to go over them. She wakes up Dean, and she kind of collapses against the wall, and she's bleeding. She's, you know, she's hurt. She knows she's dying, and essentially – she says, like, she essentially is like, it's like, you know, I, I, I kind of wish Bobby never introduced me to you boys. Yeah. And that probably hurts, but she's still in good spirits, all considering she's laughing. She, and Dean tries to say, you're going to a better place. And she kind of laughs because you're lying. Like, you don't think that at all. She can read Dean. And in particular, I think that's the impactful thing. Dean's a pretty good liar. Sam has obviously been pretty good at lying. But she reads right through them both. She and she reads through them as a uh, as a blind person. She, you know, so she's not seeing how they're even saying it. She's not seeing facial reactions. She simply reads them. And I, I think it speaks to something when you talk about losing something. So say losing your hearing, losing your sight, losing your sense of smell. You get other heights scented, uh, you know, kind of going up. She already was a psychic, right? But when losing her eyesight, I really feel like her other senses only got stronger because that's generally what happens with us as human beings. Um, I don't know all the science behind it. Someone can say that's bullshit. That's not true. But from my understanding of things, that's what I've always believed. And to me, I think she got stronger. And then, you know, when it comes down to it, she also goes, everybody's got to go sometime. And uh, she whispers uh, also in Sam's ear, we should note this, what he did to the demon who attacked her and she can feel what's inside of him. And we know that is a really important reference as well. So, I mean, that, so many great references that have bigger impact. And I think that's why this just lands it as a as the second half starts of the season. Really, I say second half, but there's significantly less episodes in the second half than the first. Yeah. So 
it, it's great episode and and we say goodbye to to a really beloved character we have also that i guess you know that wonderful scene of cole kind of going away and then his mom is has this sense of relief or freedom again and uh i think we all hold on to people when we lose someone so i think that kind of speaks to our real humanity of when we lose someone it is hard to let go um begs the question did someone stick around with us i don't know depends how you are you know maybe feel about that stuff but i think it's a it's a nice a, a nice plot point yeah it gets you thinking about the real world right i think it's one of those episodes that deals with a theme like grief and the idea of a ghost sticking around it, it really does kind of get your mind going chris um as a return from the mid-season finale personally i feel like it did enough uh in particular chris we met in my opinion the best alice there i mean the actor yeah. is incredible like he the way he even talks, like just his voice, Chris, I think is enough to land him in like one of the top villains of the show for me. Um, so having him be introduced in this one, having the reveal that Pamela sees what's inside Sam. Like, yes, we know Sam's very powerful, but Pamela doesn't seem thrilled about what she sees inside of him. So there's that. The next episode we're going to cover, Chris, is a Dean episode. And we've been dealing with Sam Right, We know that Sam has been lying. He's more powerful. He's sneaking out. He's juicing up, working out. He shouldn't be doing that stuff. In the next episode, though, on the head of a pin, episode 16, we're going to see Dean do something that he doesn't want to do, and that is return as a torturer. Because as we know, Dean at first really didn't want to do it, but apparently he's very good at it, and he finds some kind of joy in it. So it is kind of um, like a... You know, it's it's a is it fair to say that it's the equivalent of Sam's addiction to demon blood? I don't know. I don't know if it's that strong, Chris, but it's certainly an addiction that Dean wants to stay away from. But once he's close to it, he can't help himself. It's a good he's episode. Good at it. That's the thing. When you're good at something, something's hard to stay away. Before we do end, I do want to note, and um, I, I definitely excited to talk about that one. I want to note a few two quick two quick things. One, um, First and foremost, this entire season, I believe it's it's shared in this one, and it might be on the DVD. I don't know if it's on the Netflix one, but that this this season, entire season is dedicated to Kim Manners at this point, and and Kim had passed away uh, on January 25th from lung cancer at the time. So the, the dedication is really important, and we've noted Kim Manners as some of the best episodes of Supernatural, hands down, top three director for me in yeah. Supernatural history. So that's that's just getting that out there. Uh, the other thing is when Sam and Dean first meet Cole, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this because I had I had written this down uh, separately. But uh, Sam tries to tell Cole that he's dead, and Cole replies, "Yeah, I know that, Haley Joel." And that's a reference to the Sixth Sense from 1999, still fairly fresh. That's ten years out, uh, where where a kid could communicate with ghosts, and his name was also Cole. So uh, some fun little tie-ins. I mean, there's some other tie-ins in this one too. Um, I mean, Pamela calls. Dean at one point, Chachi, who's, you know, uh, Arthur Fondrelli's cousin on Happy Days and 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 some other fun things like that. Sam even gets uh, Sam even offers uh, Dean at one point like an aspirin and he goes, no, thanks, house. So yeah. another so a lot of little references. There's even a reference, by the way, to Joe the plumber, which was this was during the election season when uh, it was Obama Romney, I I believe uh, if I have it correctly. And there was a whole campaign thing about Joe the plumber. And and so there's some little things that people aren't even going to understand now because people don't even remember who Joe the plumber was. Um, but that's what the reference is. So they, they do a great job of connecting 
what's happening in those years and making you feel like you're part of the real world here, you know? So um, give kudos to them on that. But I don't know you about Dan, but I think we covered a lot on this episode. Oh yeah. And I'm excited where we're going. We are coming up. We do not have that many episodes left. This was episode, uh, you know, we're talking 15. So there's only a short amount left till we get to the big conclusion and what's going to happen to Lilith. Does Sam go dark side? You know, how does this all end? Now, some of us know if you're listening, you don't know. Well, I guess you're, you're, you're rewatching and watching for the first time. That probably doesn't work. Well, we recommend you rewatch and then treat it as a rewatch, but uh, we appreciate you all listening. Make sure you uh, say hi to us on Reddit. We definitely drop in lots of great stuff over on Reddit. We're over on Twitter. And if you know someone who likes the show, uh, send them over to the podcast and share a link. But on that, Dan, I got to say, I think that's about it for this week. But we'll be back because, after all, we've got work to do. 